Hello guys, this is episode 21 of Latino Vegano, and I'm your host, Roger. You know guys, I like to talk about different topics related to veganism, and today is not an exception. This week, I had the opportunity to have an interview with a friend of mine, Araceli Rodriguez, aka Woke Vegana. She's a total anarchist, liberationist advocating for the liberation of humans, earth, and animal. She also organized the Radical Book Club. Woke Vegana's mission is to create a world where humans, earth, and animals are free from any violence and oppression. We talk about different things from animal rights movement lacking on diversity and inclusivity, racism, total liberation, among other social justice topics. This is going to be a great interview. Without further ado, I'll leave you guys with Woke Vegana. So how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, just um, slept in today, so it was really nice. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I've been yeah um, out protesting. So today I was like, okay, I need a break. I'm gonna sleep in. Right. And, okay. Yeah. So you said you said you were protesting. Yeah, I've been out for like the last like four days. Oh, for real? Uh, right there in LA. Yeah, I mean, in LA. In LA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, are so, you in LA? No, no, no. I actually live in Houston, but um, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm in Texas. But I've been to I've been to LA many times before. Uh, yeah, and actually, I've been to California quite a few times, from San Diego, the Bay Area, and then um, and also been in LA several times. I like it out there. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. LA's really cool. Um, like the people in the mountains, the ocean. Yeah, it's super, super vegan friendly as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like really hard not to find vegan food. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be like, all right, like where's like, where isn't like vegan food? So right, like, right, right, right. That's, uh-huh. that's, that's great. So, um, so I, I want to do, I mean, it's a pleasure. Thank you for, you know, making the time so we can, we can talk. Because I think talking to you right now it comes so like so handy and it's like perfect because it's all the things that's going on but before we jump into that um what does tell us a little bit about you about you know how how you went vegan and and where does the name woke vegana came from what's the story behind it yeah um so i went vegan um i don't know i it took me a while to go vegan, but I first like went vegetarian in high school. And mm-hmm. um, at that time I was just like, uh, like, you know, I grew up like poor. So like I didn't have access to like the internet or anything like that. And like, mm-hmm. I tried to do it, but it, I just did it like the wrong way. Like I was just like replacing everything, like all my meat with cheese. And it was just, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it like long-term. So that only lasted for like a few months. Mm-hmm. And then um, later on, I was like, when I was like 21, um, I like ran into um, like a leaflet or like I came across a leaflet. And then it just reminded me of like all of all the videos that I had seen about like, um, like slaughtered animals and like mm-hmm. all the violence and stuff. And I was like, so naive. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is still going on. Like, I thought this would have been fixed already. Like, what is you know, like, I was, like, in shock. I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, why is this still happening? Right, <laughs> and, right, like, right. um, so, like, oh, yeah. so then I was, like, okay, I'm going to go vegetarian again. And um, so I did. And then at this time, I did have access to the Internet. Like, I was living 
um, away from home. And um, so I did a bunch of research. And then during like that research, um, I just came across veganism. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do it this time, I'm going to go all the way and I'm going to stick with it. And yeah, ever since that day, like, um, yeah, I've just been vegan. So it took me like, like a month, like I was like a vegetarian for a month. And then mm-hmm. I just like switched over to like vegan. And then, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I, how I started. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it took a while. Oh, well, it took a while, but we're glad that you did. So that's, that's a beautiful part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how that realization came through. So you, you was vegetarian then and you decided to go vegan. It was anything that impacted you in your life to make that transition. I mean, I just think that the, like, for me personally, it was just, like, all, just being reminded of, like, all of the, like, the violence um, against animals. Because when I first um, went vegetarian in high school, I watched, like, the videos, and, like, they were so horrific. I was, like, I was just so, like, shocked and appalled. I was just, like, oh, my gosh, like, why are we treating animals like this? Like, I did not know that there was so much torture involved before killing them. Yeah. And I don't know, it just, it just didn't sit right with me. And like, I'm like a person who, you know, um, yeah, I, I love animals. Like, I think they're really cool. Like, um, they're really innocent. And so like, it was just like, I just couldn't participate because yeah. it was just like going against everything that, that I valued and thought was wrong. And so I was just like, I just can't like, I just, I went vegan for the animals for sure. Like that was like, um, what did it for me it wasn't health it wasn't environment but um but all of those other benefits like your health and your environment and all that kind of stuff that's what like you know it it kept me going I was like oh like it's good for the environment and it's good for my health okay well I guess I should stick with this because there's like no negative thing about it it's like all pluses and so and you know you're not you know supporting violence against animals so I was like okay yeah this is like this is this makes sense for me. And so yeah. it's true. Mm-hmm. Same as me. Uh, um, I went vegan 18 years ago. And the reason why I did it was because of the animal. And just to give you a quick synopsis of how that happens, it was kind of very similar. Uh, I wasn't vegetarian first, but in my situation, I, uh, I came across someone that was vegan and from, from a health standpoint. And um, they introduced me to veganism from that, from that standpoint, from the health standpoint. But to me at that age, you know, like I was like 24, uh, it wasn't really a big impact because I didn't have any health issue, right, per se. So I needed something stronger. So I, you know, I started researching about it and I came across a couple of PETA videos would have like slaughtering animals and stuff like that. And I went, no pun intended, call a turkey the next day. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not part of this. So I, I was impacted by that. And, and like you say also, I'm very, uh, I love animals. And, and to me, it was like, there's no brain unless there's nothing else. I literally find out about the health and all the other benefits later on in life. But initially I started with, with the animal part of it, which, which I believe allows me to stay vegan forever because it's like, this is not stopping. I'm not just looking for a quick fix to help me lose weight. And then I go, no, no disrespect to anyone. It's just my point of view. Right. Uh, and then once I'm done getting that, then I'll back into my regular eating. So for me, it's like, I mean, I never want to be part of this. So I'm not going to be going back. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, tell us a little bit about why's your activism? Because you have some 
some very uh, unpopular posts on your social media. And, and I, I want to talk a little bit about that because I feel like it's a topic that's not being talked a lot. And tell us a little bit about how that came out. Why did you decide to, to speak about these topics and what's, what's the motivation behind it? Yeah, um, so, yeah, like when I first um, started in animal rights activism, I was introduced to it um, in like the, I guess, like the stereotype or like the, the typical way, which is like very like mainstream, white-centered, animals first-centered, nothing else matters, just the animals, nothing else. And so, um, yeah, and I don't know, I just, um, I got involved with this one group And they just portrayed themselves as like being very like, you know, um, like intersectional and like hearing about humans and this and that. But like yeah. some of the actions that they um, that they did, like didn't really align with what they said. Mm. And so after I left that group, um, which was uh, a group called Direct Action Everywhere, I, or I organized with them for four years. And I experienced some really awful things in that group, um, including like racism and uh, like some uh, like, I guess I, I would say that it was like colonization too. Um, yeah. And so after I left that group, I just like, I wanted, I didn't want anybody else to experience the things that I had experienced. Um, and so I just started my page and I wanted to um, like offer education for like, for vegans that were looking for that kind of thing. And also, um, you know, like decenter like whiteness and this animal first type thinking, because it's just, it's really detrimental to, to the movement. Like we want to be seen, we want animal rights to be seen as an animal, as a social justice movement, but it, right. it, it's not because it doesn't, it, it's not really caring about anything else but animals. Like if we're mm. really racist, but still caring about animals, that's not social justice. If we're mm. really sexist and we allow like, you know, people like, I don't know, like right wingers into the movement and tolerate that stuff. That's not social justice. That's like the opposite. And so we can't call ourselves a, a social justice movement until we've addressed those things until we've said, no, like we are not going to allow racists into this movement. No, we're not going to allow people who are transphobic or homophobic or any of those things. Um, once we do that, then we could say, yeah, we are a social justice movement, but right now we can't, we can't take on that label. Okay. So, so you felt like they were just one-sided. They were just focused on the animal, but the other aspects is they were neglecting them. So you wanted to actually have a, a wider scope that mm -hmm. uh, that uh, that actually touches all these other elements and not just focus on the animal rights. Not saying that the animal rights is not important, but also all the other elements are important too. Mm -hmm. Just inequality, racism, etc. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I also, another thing that I was trying to accomplish with my page is that mm -hmm. I wanted to um, like build bridges with other um, uh, social justice movements. And I, and I think that I have done that. Like um, because of the, my posts that I've made, people from like the left, like big pages from like um, the left have started to follow me. And now like I'm kind of like introducing them to animal rights and uh, veganism from like Um, like a holistic point of view, a total liberation uh, point of view. So I think that's really good. I mean, I think I've accomplished um, a few of my goals, definitely like building bridges and yeah. educating vegans. And so just, yeah, it's been really cool. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. That's great. So you you also mentioned that you you have a, a Mexican background. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm Mexican. Okay. Yeah, you're Mexican. Yeah. And um, what do you think is the role? I'm Panamanian, by the way. Um, what's the um, yeah. <laughs> yeah? So what's great. the role? What's the role that Latinos or Hispanic play in with this whole racism from your standpoint? Because um, I'll tell you my my experience quickly. I face a lot of situations where people always ask me, so where are you? <laughs> I get a question asked a lot of the times because and they see my skin color and then they think I'm something. And then they, they hear my voice and they sound something else. So they see me speaking Spanish and I'm like, what? So it's people are all confused. So it, it's honestly, it's so, to me, it's, it's so mind boggling because going back to Panama, we don't really see people color, even though that I'm not saying that it doesn't racism doesn't exist, but it's mostly a social status thing, right? Mm-hmm. They they look at you based on your status. So if you are rich, they they don't care how what color you are, right? They treat mm-hmm. you a certain way. So it kind of goes with status. It doesn't really go by by skin color, right? So here I see that a lot. So to me, it seems like we're going backward. What's your mm-hmm. opinion on that? Like once Latino, what role they'll play, and what some of the things that you experience, and what can we do? Like, what can we do? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, my personal experience is just like when people like find out that you know I'm vegan and I'm Mexican and stuff, like it's kind of like, oh, like how could you be both? Like, you know, like Mexicans, they eat like all these animals, like everything, you know, is like animal based and there's like milk and everything and cheese. And I'm just like, well, you know, Mexicans don't like, we also eat, you know, beans and rice and avocados and corn and like all these other things that are, you know, not just like animal based. Like a lot of like the food that's, uh, that's Mexican is like pretty vegan friendly. Like when I think, like when I'm like uh, like out and people are like oh like where should we go or whatever like I always think like Mexican like for me it's like so like easy to veganize like beans and rice it's like so it's so easy and you can find it anywhere at any vegan or any um, Mexican restaurant or like any restaurant really like that's like Latinx or whatever um so it's yeah I don't know I I think it's like it's like it's easier than being than trying to be vegan with like American food because it's like American food is just like what like burgers like pizza (laughs) that's like really hard to find vegan but like Mexican food you can always find like the avocado and all that stuff so yeah um and I mean yeah and like in Mexico I mean I didn't really grow up in Mexico but um I know that in Mexico like it is um it's there's like colorism there and so like the lighter you are like you know the less discrimination the more respect the more money you probably have so that's like a thing that's in mexico it does like colorism and racism does exist there unfortunately yeah yeah so what are some of the the issues that you um some of the most common issues that you go and have protests for like what's something just that you're more passionate about can you tell us a little bit about those i guess like recently i mean it's for like blm and like police brutality um and things like that um but i've also um gone to protest for like um immigration rights like women's rights um 
yeah, things like that. Definitely my, I guess the other thing that I'm pretty passionate about is like immigration rights. I think, um, yeah, I mean, that's like a big issue um, right now that needs to be fixed. And yeah, I'm like, I'm Mexican and like, um, and right now, like, we're kind of, we're the target. Like when people think about immigration, it's automatically, all oh, those Mexicans, we got to get them out. We got to build that wall and all that stuff. So it's like, um, yeah, it's like, and so, yeah, I mean, I was like, um, I wasn't documented. I'm not anymore. But um, so I've kind of like I've lived that life. And so it's it's really hard. You know, it's something that like needs to be addressed. And um, ever since I've been uh, started to decolonize, too, um, that's been just like another reason to address that issue even more, because as Mexicans, like um, we we are like Native American. That is our like racial identity and um most like half of the u.s is was part of mexico and like the u.s like the parts that were mexico they were stolen from us That's and right. so yeah like we like from a decolonial perspective i don't think that we should even listen or pay, like follow like these um european borders that were placed on our land um we didn't put those borders there so i'm not gonna I don't think any person uh, should really follow them. And every time that we um, that we cross the border illegally, it's an act of resistance against colonization. And I fully support people just doing that and just being like, hey, like, I'm not going to listen to this. And even though they may not be thinking about it that way when they do it, um, I do. I think that it's an act of resistance. So, yeah. yeah. Right. So what do you, what will you be a suggestion for immigration rule? So I'm an immigrant. Also, I wasn't born here in the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. So I came here in the U. I came here to U.S. and I, I stay here. So uh, mm-hmm. I completely feel every single pain because I, I've been, been there, done that. Right. And, and it's also, um, I, I mean, I face all the issues with discrimination, so I've been, been, I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I've been discriminated by black people because they say you're not black enough because I speak Spanish. Can you believe that? So I always tell them, um, I don't know what my, my language has to do with my skin color, right? Or my race. So yeah. race and nationality and ethnicity, so it's, it's all completely different things. So my ethnicity is one thing and my nationality is one thing. So the one thing I always use is you can take you can take an Asian person, for example, right? And he was born here in the U.S. to so speak English. So what that person is to you, I always have that question. They will say, well, Asian, Asian American is the answer that they gave me. So what that makes me different, right? So anyways, it's, it's, I think it's a lot of education in that sense. And you feel like one is what can we do to support um, the the border rules and what what would be a suggestion that you can think that we can can be implemented, and also what can we do as 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 vegans also as as people to support that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think well, I'm for no borders. I don't think that borders should exist. I think that um, we should be able to travel freely all over the world. I mean, we're humans. Like, why are we? Why do we need a passport to go anywhere? Like. We should just be sharing resources um, and just like, you know, letting people live wherever they want. Like, it's ridiculous that borders even exist. Um, And I guess like a way that people, that vegans could support like immigrants and stuff is like definitely um, fighting for 
uh, like higher wages for people that like pick our food and supporting, you know, boycotts that are in, that are like currently happening. I know one is against Bristol's. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just like, you know, when people point out that like veganism isn't cruelty free, like just, you know, kind of like reflect on that and don't take it like so like personally and um just like you know try to listen to what we're saying when we say things like that because it isn't we can't go around saying oh it's cruelty free it's cruelty free when like most of the the vegetable or yeah like most of the food that we eat is like vegetables and fruit right and so like we have to acknowledge that it's not <laughs> and um right. yeah the, it is hurting um some people and if yeah so we can't yeah it's like we can't be saying that <laughs> Right. So um, I, I know you mentioned about the border, we should have no borders. Um, what's your take on the, for example, like the European the Union, European Union, that they allow everyone that's part of the union to travel and live and stay in those countries? They do have to go to, to some political aspect of like, okay, we want to know where you're going to be, what are you going to be doing? But they allow any, anyone that is in the union can travel to this country. Do you think that if they implement something like this worldwide, would that kind of be like a middle ground or no? I mean, um, I, I would think that that would be like a way better than what's in place. <laughs> um, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I mean, first, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would be, I would be for that. And then just like, I think maybe we should just try that. And then, if, you know, there's some issues with it, kind of yeah. correct them, but I think it's definitely like a good idea and something that I would support. And then, yeah, if there's anything that comes up, we could revisit that um, that policy change and just right. kind of tweak it so it's like better, it works for everybody. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we we gotta keep making strides. Right? We gotta keep making move. The problem is, is it just stays stays stagnant. It doesn't doesn't move, and that's why you know you, you see all, all people protesting because we feel like there's nothing being done. And the years pass, and just pass to just keep it in the, in the back burner, and then nothing's moving. Um, so I have a question for you. If you you will have to ask a question to a one single person, and they have to give you a truly answer who will that be and what that question will be oh um to one person one person yes mm. maybe somebody that you admire yeah i admire um che guevara he's mm. really yeah, he um i know he's not perfect i know like there's some things that are like you know people are like oh but he did this and that like um but I think overall, like I, his intentions were really good and he lived like the things that he spoke about. Like he was like a real like revolutionary and he right. like, even after, you know, he was um like, he, he accomplished one, like one of his goals, which was, you know, to like take over Cuba and like uh, all that stuff. Like he still kept going. He's like, no, this isn't enough. Like we need to like, have a world like a worldwide revolution you yeah. know he went to congo and all that so it's like he just like his entire life was just like you know just really revolutionary and just he was he was really about it like he just yeah he did not play around he was <laughs> yeah so i guess uh him and um i don't know what i would even ask him 
what is what should we do next i guess <laughs> that would be my question right right but, right <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think that would be a good question kind of like okay how can we you know how can we get better how can we approach it what do you think it would be the next step for us to do so yeah something mm-hmm. around those lines so talks about about uh, there's a lot of injustice and equality why do you think is 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 we have so much of that in this world i think it all stems from like insecurity mm. um, people um yeah i mean people don't want to be at the bottom and so in order to not be at the bottom there's like they need to put other people down and they need to create like all these hierarchies and um start to hoard wealth and power and all those sorts of things and so just being yeah and insecure about like who they are and being fearful of like being at the bottom and so yeah i mean i that's kind of like why i'm an anarchist is because i don't mm-hmm. i don't these sorts of hierarchies i think we should all just be equal and um you know just like you know loving each other sharing i mean that's like sharing is like a one of like the it's like a very basic thing that we learn in like kindergarten, but it's like so important. It's like sharing and caring or sharing is caring. And so it's like, just like those basic ass things that we think are like so universal. Like they're like when we grow up, it's like, it's not that way. And so just kind of reverting back to our like child, childish or childlike ways, I think would help us a lot. And, um, yeah, but I think it all stems from like just insecurity and fear of like being at the bottom and yeah. So true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you. It's it's kind of like that post that I seen is that people it turns veganism right when you're little. Your parents tell you to eat your vegetable when you, when you turn vegan, they tell you why you eating vegetables. It's kind of the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) It goes around those lines, right? Like it's it's a lot of selfishness in this world. Mm -hmm. So how can we get more involved? So I know you are there in LA. Uh, What are some of the organizations, if you have an organization that people can get involved and tell us a little bit of that, or if there's any organization that you support or sponsor that we can contact if we want to get more involved in activism and be a tr- truly anarchy as well and support a lot of these causes, especially the injustice, uh, inequality, and everything else that, that you uh, stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, well, definitely like BLM, that's like a big group to support. Um, yeah, there's a lot of groups. Um, for like vegan uh, veganism, I would... Uh, definitely suggest supporting um, uh, like a, a group like um, Encompass. Like they do a lot of work around like educating vegan groups about how to be like more diverse and inclusive. Okay. And um, like uh, Food Empowerment Project is another group that like focuses on um, like helping um, farm workers. And then also they're tackling, they have like a whole list of like uh, chocolate that's like like vegan and it doesn't support like child labor. Mm. Um, so they, yeah, they, they're a really good group. Um, and then for LA specifically, I would um, recommend um, supporting a group called justice LA. Now they are working on, um, they're like a prison abolition group. Mm-hmm. And so they're working on, yeah, to abolish like the prison industrial complex mm. and, um, like pr- police brutality too, they they're working on that, and so 
um, yeah, I mean, just as vegans, you know, we don't like animals in cages. And so, you know, why should we also support the prison industrial complex mm. when there's, you know, like humans in cages? Like we should be working to abolish all of it. Like I've, no one should be in a cage. No, no humans, no animals, no one. And so... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I think a lot of the guys, a lot of the folks that when they go to jail, they come out even worse. You know, so much trauma. They they still delinquent. So I don't I don't see most changing in that sense. It's it's a burden for the society. Plus, there's a lot of other factors to it. So uh, I agree to that too. Um, thank you for that. Um, that definitely gonna link some of these these um, um some of these institutions you know and activisms into the descriptions of the video so people can go ahead and and, and follow them so um for last tell us about your radical book club what what is the radical book club of woke vegana <laughs> yeah so um yeah so this book club i started yeah. it um like actually i started it last year but yeah. the way that i was doing it it was very like unorganized I was just like giving out books to people and like <laughs> there was like no uh like discussion about it and so yeah. after taking um like a long break I took like a six-month break off social media and just like started reading a lot and just like you know had like just did some like work on myself and so um yeah I just recently like revived that and so it's it's um so I do, I do a book reveal on the first Wednesday of the month and then we have the discussion on, on the last Wednesday of the month. And the, it's really easy to, to join. All the books are free. And you just like, you just have to be following me. And then you have to fill out the Google form. And then I'm adding a third step. And that is to share the book club. Because okay. I want other people to join. And yeah, like I said, it's completely free. And so, yeah, I mean, if you're vegan or non-vegan, whatever, like if you just want to learn about like other social injustices and just, you know, educate yourself on the problem, on other problems of the world, definitely join that. Um, yeah, I think like the vegan movement, that's something that like it really, really lacks. It's like, it's just so animal focused and we need to start learning about other things that are affecting the world um, just so we could like, you know, like I said, be at actually be a social justice movement and be more inclusive so other people will want to join and feel safe in the animal rights movement mm -hmm. okay great uh all right so that's that's great do you do you have one like question do you do you think we can stop racism i think it's possible mm -hmm. i think it is um i think if there were like like certain people in power that you know were very anti-racist right. um i think it could happen um and also you know like yeah like racism it like hurts everybody not just like people of color it's like it's yeah. hurting white people because um racism was started to divide us so we wouldn't um go after the people the rich people mm. so it's like keeping us poor too right. and right. it's it's hurting like the poor white people that's why it was started so we could fight against each other and not fight against the rich people and right. so yeah i think people need to recognize that and maybe like that that could be like one thing that could you like if people if white people knew that maybe that would make them you know it's like 
rethink the racism and maybe like, you know, start fighting with us and maybe yeah. we could get to a place where we could like start fighting the rich people. Right. And, and, um, and for example, I don't say so my opinion, I don't think racism is something that you were born with. Like you don't born being hateful to people. That's something that was taught to you basically, or something that was manipulated or something that was some way or another influence to you. Because I mean, I, a kid that is a baby is not going to be like, Oh, I don't want to hang out with that little black kid or, um, mm-hmm. you know, whoever that race is. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that's something that you develop with time. So it is a pattern or not. So I feel like, the more we are, it plus it's a beautiful thing to deal with people from all over the world. I'm not even going to just say black to white, like it's just all over the world. Like it's a beautiful thing. I don't even know why that even exists. It's at the end of the day, it's just a beautiful thing that I can, that I can call uh, another vegan, my brother or my sister, right? Or even even a non-vegan. But at the same time, it's like we had that fellowship from in between the veganism community. Just a simple fact that, especially if you're an ethical vegan, right? Because, <laughs> because you see, you, <laughs> you see, you see, we kind of see eye to eye in those terms. So you have you have that you automatically be gravitated to that person, right? So mm-hmm. it, then when you start awakening, and then you wake mm-hmm. up, and then you start seeing some of the other injustice in the world, it even brings you even closer, and I think opens your heart even more. The good mm-hmm. thing is once you cross over and you see, well, uh, I understand the animal separation, then you can you can automatically see how people are also being impacted in, in, in this situation. Mm-hmm. So I think it allows you to have that compassion in you even broader. Some folks mm-hmm. stays on the back burden and never wants to see the truth. So mm-hmm. um, that's why I think things that what you are doing is, is great because it allowed those people to see and open their eyes to wake them up. Right. And that's, that's the reason why it allows <laughs> them to, to see that there is also another aspect of it is just, it's just not one-sided. And then from the vegan standpoint, it's like, hey, you love animals, but this is also these other issues that you have to take into consideration that are very important. And, and yeah. I really appreciate you for doing that. And I encourage you to continue to do what you do. And now you're going to have my support in anything that you need 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you and then you guys, sister. So um, yeah. tell the folks about your social media. When can I find them? And when can I get the link for the book clubs? And I'm also going to link those. And it's all on your Instagram or somewhere else? Do you have a website or just on Instagram? Um, yeah, it's, um, so I have a website and it's just like wokevegana.com. Okay. And to find the book club, it's you could just go to wokevegana.com slash wokebookwednesday. And then I have um, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I also have a Snapchat and mm-hmm. a TikTok, but I just, I don't use them. I, I just have them. <laughs> But yeah, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook are the main things that we use. So you can find me on there at um, Wolf Vigana. So we're going to see what we're going to do in some, inst- some TikTok dances? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like not about the video stuff. Like, I was like asking all these questions. I was like, is it going to be filmed? <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe if I get enough courage or something. You know, you know what would be a good idea for your TikTok um, is to record some of the rallies and some of the activism that you are doing, because I think that that will that will be a good um, video material for 
for people to see. I'm not saying just do it for the grand, for the promotion aspect of it, mm-hmm. but mostly for, hey, you know, we are out here, we are doing this, you can join us. And it's kind of like informative more than anything else, mm-hmm. not just, you know, just to get the views, because I know a lot of people that rely on that. And I know your heart is really, truly into making it as impact in the world. But trust me, that, that things like that make a big impact because you see kids um, scrolling and looking into stuff. Like, for example, I have a TikTok and I don't do any dances. What I usually do is I give information like, you know, why I went vegan, some of the struggles that I went through, why I'm doing it. And, and I present some of the some of those concepts. And I don't have like a huge amount of people following me. But a lot of people ask me questions. Oh, how do I do that? What do I eat? I don't know. So I think that's that's the concept behind it. Like, okay, if I can able to help one or two, three folks, that's less animal, less et cetera. And then we can take it to another step where once I have them over and then I can refer them to, to you and then we can start, you know, we can start creating this revolution bigger than what it already is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. It's a good, mm-hmm. yeah, good suggestion for sure. Excellent. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much, Araceli. It's been a pleasure. Um, again, you know, is anything you need, um, I'm here for you. Um, I'll, I'll definitely will like to, to say that, you know, encourage you to continue doing your activism and, um, I'll support you a hundred percent and hopefully we can make some changes in the world or at least change some folks and then start from there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It was I'm really glad I came across your page. I was like, what? Who is this? It's so cool. So yeah, thank you. I, yeah, definitely. I fully support what you're doing too. I think it's so great. We need more, um, you know, Black vegans. Pe- yeah, like Latinx vegans too. So it's just it's beautiful. I love what you're doing. Fully support you too. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Uh-huh, thank you. All right, so I'll talk to you later. Okay. Gracias so por escuchar Latino y Vegano. Un show donde se habla todo lo relacionado sobre el veganismo entre la comunidad latina. No olviden suscribirse a este podcast, seguirnos en Instagram, Facebook, YouTube y a visitarnos en latinoyvegano.com.